How cool is this? Jim Grobe now joining us. It only seems fitting because we just watched the second 11-win season in Wake Forest history. So I figured, why not bring the guy that led the Demon Deacons to their first 11-win campaign? Coach Grobe is that guy. The time is appreciated right here on The Drive. But before we get to this Wake Forest team and what they achieved, got to get to the news this week. How pleased were you to see that Brad Lambert, your former D.C., has returned to Winston-Salem to serve in the same capacity for Dave Clawson? Well, I think it's great. I think, uh, you know, Dave's done a great job at Wake Forest, and I think the the thing that uh, he's done so many good things, you know, recruiting-wise and facilities-wise and coaching-wise and all the all the great things that he's been able to accomplish, but I don't know if anything's, uh, you know, better for Wake Forest than to get Brad Lambert back. You know, Brad was one of those coaches. When you lose coaches, and, and I, I, I fell on the sword for him with Judy Rose at Charlotte, and, and uh, he got that job, and Honestly, I didn't want him to go, and I really had mixed emotions. But you try to help your guys when they when they're trying to improve themselves, and I, I really tried to help Brad uh, leave, but I didn't want him to go. But there are few coaches in your career that are are really irreplaceable guys. I mean, when you talk about uh, great character, great person, uh, great experience, great coach, great recruiter, all those things. You can find other coaches to come in that that have some of those traits, but uh, to find somebody that's that's got the experience and the character and the ability to recruit and coach and do all those things, uh, some of your guys are just irreplaceable, and I always felt like Brad was one of those guys. Getting to the 2021 Deeks, in what ways did watching this team remind you of those six? Well, you know, they they were a full-speed football team. You know, they were fun to watch. Uh, they never took a lazy step. Uh, I, I really thought that, uh, you know, loved watching them play, uh, you know, on offense, uh, score a lot of points. Uh, problem is puts the defense in a little bit of a bind. I think Dave would admit that when you're, when you're playing speed ball, uh, your defense is going to get, uh, you know, a lot more opportunities to go out on the field. Uh, we had that at Baylor with, you know, Kendall Browse and Jeff Lebby and those guys, and it was the most fun thing to watch. But, you know, they play so fast, you you, you, you might go three and out real quick or three and score real quick. And uh, it's good because you score a lot of points, but you, you tend to put the defense out there a lot. But uh, certainly watching them play, uh, we, we didn't play as fast offensively. Uh, we kind of uh, played to our defense because our defense was really, really good. But uh, certainly watching watching Wake Forest play this year was a treat because they sure, surely played uh, with a lot of energy, a lot of full speed, uh, uh, you know, plays, and just just a team that was fun to watch. Earlier this season, Jim Groves with us here on WSGS Sports. You told us that the biggest difference you've seen with Wake Forest, or I think I asked you what most impressed you about what Dave Clawson has built in Winston Salem, and the first thing you pointed to was the sheer amount of talent that they've developed there when you continue to see wide receivers turn over and it not really matter in the system that Warren Ruggiero runs. Could you expand on that a little bit? Like, What is the specific thing you look at and say, wow, that is impressive? Well, I think what Dave's been able to do, and, and you, I, I just can't say enough good things about what they've been able to do, but what Dave's been able to do is he's been able to 
improve their facilities, and that's what recruiting's become. You know, way back in the day, used to be able a head coach uh, could spend a lot of time uh, with recruits and parents, and, and then they limited that to one visit. And so it really became a, a facility uh, game. If you had great facilities, you could get the the best players. And if your facilities weren't very good, I know, uh, you know, we got to the point in North Carolina where a kid might come and see Wake in the morning and go to Carolina in the afternoon and then go over and see Duke the next morning and see NC State that afternoon and make up their mind. And, it, and they really didn't get to know the coaches very well. It's all based on facilities. And I think what Dave's been able to do is I think he's really been able to improve the facilities to the point that they're competitive with anybody right now. I think he's done a great job, of course, coaching. But I think the other thing that he's been able to do is expand his roster. You know, we were really struggling. Uh, we we would take five, five walk-ons a year. And if a couple of those kids uh, didn't make great grades, uh, their parents, uh, because of the cost of education, you know, would, would want those kids to go to business school or or go to med school and so uh, they they wouldn't let them play football anymore but then the next year we didn't turn around and get get seven uh, guys we we still only got our five and so our numbers were down and i think dave's been able to really do a good job in expanding his roster and the more opportunities uh, that you give kids the, the more chances are you're going to find a few diamonds in the rough but I think the offense that Dave runs, especially if you're a receiver uh, or a quarterback, and really even the running backs, you know, they, they, they throw the ball quite a bit, but their running game's been fantastic. And, uh, and I think that uh, because of what they're doing, they're, they're, they're doing a great job recruiting all of those positions on offense. Even the offensive line is someplace that if I was an offensive lineman, I'd, I'd love to play in, a, in an offense like that that was up-tempo and did a great job throwing and running the football. And like I said, I, I think uh, I think Dave even mentioned it. Uh, you know, coaching defense there is tough. You know, I saw that when I was out at Baylor. You know, uh, we, we went so fast that the defense almost didn't have a chance to sit down before they were back on the field. Uh, the good news is a lot of times that, that's because of quick scoring. But I do think that, 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 that the style of football that they're playing right now with the up-tempo offense, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. But uh, the good news is you're going to get a lot of snaps on defense if your kid <laughs> likes to play a lot of snaps. That's a great thing. <laughs> no kidding. Jim Grobe with us here on the drive. I remember we were talking with Riley Skinner about a month or a month or so ago, and it was a couple days after Dave Clawson and Wake announced that he had signed a long-term extension to remain in Winston-Salem, and Riley described the rumor mill of the mid-2000s where, I forget if it was Arkansas or Nebraska, they thought that you were gone, and then you show up, and you tell the team that you're not gone, and you're going to remain in Wake Forest, and what that meant to so many of the guys. Given you've experienced it, you know the amount of attention you can receive when you have success at this place, how surprised are you that Dave Clawson seems kind of like you settled in Winston-Salem, at least for the near future? Well, I think if you love your players, uh, you really, you know, one of the hardest things for me to do in my career was to leave Ohio University and leave a lot of great kids behind that had made a lot of sacrifices to do uh, great things for Ohio University, and they were able to continue to build, uh, you know, that program. 
And at Wake Forest, I just uh, I loved our players. Uh, I, I felt like our coaches liked being in Winston-Salem. They liked, uh, you know, uh, what we were doing at Wake Forest. You know, the problem that we had at Wake Forest is we just we just fell fell behind facility-wise. We we didn't stay. Uh, we didn't improve much uh, even after we won the ACC. Our facilities really didn't improve much. And as I mentioned, recruiting became a facilities game. And I think what Dave's seen since he came, when he got there, I think everybody realized that if we're going to compete against the people in the ACC, uh, that that we need to compete against for a, for a conference championship, we've got we've got to do some catch up. And they've done that. And so I think what Dave looks at, I'm sure he he loves the program that he's built, and he takes great pride in that. But he also sees everything going in the right direction. As I mentioned, I think they're, 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 the numbers on their roster have in, in, improved greatly. Uh, I think the talent that they've got is is uh, kind of renewable. You see a lot of young guys on their on their on their uh, uh, roster right now. Uh, I think he feels comfortable with his coaching staff, and of course, adding Brad Lambert's going to be an absolute uh, home run for him. But I think that that Dave sees things sees things improving, and and he's been able to do that. You got to give him a lot of credit because he's not only good football coach and he's done a great job coaching those guys, but he's done a great job recruiting and building facilities and expanding the roster and all the things that you look for in the future uh, make make a lot of sense to you know if you're happy there and you're able to compete and you see yourselves getting see yourself getting better i think that's a big key is that you see the opportunity to continue to improve your program and when you've got that kind of support that he's got right now i think he's smart to stay right where he's at jim grobe with us here on the drive you are listening to wsjs sports a couple things i wanted to ask you about before we let you go we're a few days away from the national championship game between georgia and alabama and i was doing some research for the game and your name turned up because since 2008, Coach, teams that have met in the regular season or conference championship then met in either a regular bowl game or a college football playoff game has happened seven times since 2008. And what I found interesting was the team that lost in the regular season or conference championship 6-1 when they met in the bowl game or in the college football playoff and, of course, Georgia played Alabama in the SEC title game, set to rematch this time around. You, back in 2008, faced Navy, lost in the regular season. Then with Riley Skinner, I think, going a perfect 11 for 11 in D.C., you won against Navy in the bowl game at the end of the year. How much, from a coaching perspective, how much does having that first matchup help a team the second time around? Well, I think I think it helps the team that loses the the first matchup. Uh, Josh, I've always felt that way. Uh, you know, I felt with Navy uh, when we played them in the regular season, we turned the ball over a few times and didn't play our best football. And I was excited to have the opportunity to to, to play them again in the bowl game. Uh, and and I felt like that we would take a, a really motivated football team. Uh, you know, who, if your team has a lot of pride, they don't, they don't like to lose and especially don't want to lose twice to the same team. So I think that really gives Georgia a, a huge edge, uh, just from an emotional standpoint. Now, the key is you're, you're going against one of the best co- coaches in the country and Nick Saban. And 
I would be surprised if you see less effort out of out of Alabama. But you know, Alabama, uh, you know, kind of kind of handled Georgia in in their last game, and uh, it's hard to get your players to focus as much. I think uh, in the next one. But if there's anybody that can do it, I think it's Nick Saban. So I thought I think it ought to be a great game. I don't think there's a, a, a team with more talent or better coach than Alabama. But I'm going to tell you what, Kirby Smart and in Georgia, they do a great, great job. And I know that uh, in the rematch, you're going to see Georgia's best effort and probably their best football. Just hearing your voice, I'm sure, is nostalgic to so many around here. Jim Grobe joining us, legendary Wake foot, uh, football coach. And the time period be, you be were careful, be careful, be careful how you throw that. <laughs> I, I'll, I will be careful. In the context of this, though, in the mid two thousands, obviously, while you were at Wake, tie dye nation was introduced. And funny enough, yesterday they've been doing all these promotions with Wake basketball being good again with Steve Forbes running the show. They put out this graphic that said for next Wednesday. It seems Tie Dye Nation is going to return. Wake Forest right now twelve and three. Tie Dye Nation gonna return when Duke comes to town. Coach K going to Winston Salem for the final time. What are your fondest memories of experiencing Tie Dye Nation as the head football coach at Wake, watching what Skip Prosser built? Well, it you know it, I, I you know how much I loved Skip Prosser. He he was one of my buddies, and and uh, you know Skip was one of those guys that that uh you know whenever you you saw him come and you just started smiling because you know you knew you were going to enjoy being with him but uh to see what he did there the excitement that he built with tie-dye nation was just fantastic i mean that was off the charts and i'll tell you one of the things you know, i mentioned that you know our facilities you know uh were a problem in recruiting and of course you're recruiting to a tough academic school at wake and that limits the pool that you've got but one of the things that helped us more than anything else was when we were recruiting and, and, and Skip's teams were so dynamic uh, and tie-dye nation and the excitement that the basketball program brought to Wake Forest. When we would be on the road recruiting and we would be in a recruit's home, we tried to get in the recruit's homes the best recruits when Wake Forest was playing that night. We try to make sure, you know, we say, hey, you know, Wake's playing basketball tonight. And they cut that on and see Tie-Dye Nation and see Skip's teams play. And I don't know that anything, that great recruiting class we had that year, I think a big part of it uh, was Skip Prosser and his basketball program playing at such a high level and letting our football uh, recruits realize, hey, maybe we can go in there and play at that level uh, on the football field. Coach Grobe, it's so great to chat with you in 2022. Appreciate you spending the time, and hopefully we can do this again sometime soon. All right, Josh, I enjoyed it. Give my best to everybody. Y'all be good.